Welcome to Simply Real. Thank you for joining this morning's podcast. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can stay updated for all our future podcasts. Check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Simply Healthy and Organic or Simply Signature Books. Today we are talking about communicating in the workplace with the LGBTQT community. I have some very special guests who are joining me to help me unpack this great topic. Samuel Colon Jr. is a finance professional who has worked at General Assembly for almost five years. Prior to that, Samuel spent over 10 years in the fashion and luxury industry. Samuel is extremely passionate about this topic and he has a lot to share with us today. Also joining me is my co-host, Bianca Everett. She is a founder and entrepreneur. This topic has so much information and valuable knowledge to share. Please stay tuned. There's so much coming up. Welcome to the Simply Real podcast. I'm so happy about this topic that we are talking about today. You know, our gender, race, ethnicity, socioeconomic background, and lifestyle all really intersect to shape the opportunities, but also the challenges that we face. We've all experienced some level of this. You know, maybe being a girl meant you couldn't play football, or being an exchange student maybe meant you couldn't get into the class you wanted. How we choose to respond to these stigmas, no matter which side of the spectrum that you're on, really makes a difference of, between empathy and tolerance. Today, we're talking about how companies may be choosing to respond to the LGBTQ community in the workplace. It could be a fine line between empathy and tolerance. Welcome, welcome to our special guest today, Samuel. I'm so happy to have you aboard. I also have Bianca Everett with me, my co-host. I'm so happy to have you both here. Thank you for joining me. Samuel, you know, we have so much to talk about today and I want you to just start off by telling us who you are as a person, as an individual. And thank you again for joining the Simply yes. Real podcast. Thank you, excited. Thank you, Bianca, and thank you, Jen. Um, I'm so happy to be here during Pride Month, um, such a monumental Pride Month at that, after the year that we all went through. Um, my pronouns are he and him. Um, I identify as a gay slash pansexual cisgender man, um, also Afro-Latino. I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican ethnicity. And yeah, that's just to get started on who I am and we'll unpack um, what that means and what intersectionality means maybe because that has a lot to do with my perspective. Right. And just as a preface, anything that we talk about today is from my lens. So I, I do not speak for the entire gay community um, as Bianca will have a different lens than I do. Um, she identifies as a woman, she identifies as a lesbian. I don't identify as either of those. So just because you know we are coming in from the same community per se, we don't have the same lived experiences. So anything that I'm talking about today will be through my lens. So I just want to put that disclaimer. No, that appreciate, makes perfect sense. That. Perfect sense. And uh, Bianca, I know you've been with the Simply Real podcast for a while, but please go ahead, reintroduce yourself. 
Well, uh, first of all, it's just a pleasure to have you here. I've been really wanting to connect with you. We've just been talking about you for a while now, Sammy, and just and just like your your involvement and the way you communicate through social media or at events about just the LGBTQ plus just community as a whole. There's so much, as, as you indicated, I'm a lesbian, I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur, um, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I, at my age, I'm still trying now to like redefine myself because there's just a whole new direction, right? Like she, her, and how do I redefine my, my lesbianism? And if, if I need to. So this is a really exciting topic. I, I look forward to having a few of these as it is, as you said, an amazing year. We've have so much to be thankful for. So many things have happened. So excited to get into this. So let's get started. Yeah, guys. no, and you said it, you know, there's so many things to be thankful for, so many things that, that have happened. And it's true. There've been so many strides in the community and collectively as a society, you know, I know many Fortune 500 companies are offering benefits to the LGBTQ community. But is that really enough? I mean, I feel like there's still a disconnect. And more prevalently coming to the surface after speaking with you guys about this is a lack of full understanding in the workplace. You know, what are some of the challenges you think are emerging in the workplace? Yeah, I love that question. Um, so the short answer is no, it's not enough, right? Um, I think that when we compare, you know, the gay rights movement to what it was when it started in 1969, to be clear, pride started as a riot, um, led by black trans people. So it's important to remember that, um, you know, compared to that, of course, we have more rights, more liberties, a better place in society, more respect, right? But a lot of it is surface level. Um, you might've heard the word this year been thrown around called rainbow capitalism where everyone, every com major company just throws a rainbow on their logo and they feel like we stand in solidarity with gay people, right? right. As soon as July 1st hits, then it's over. The rainbow comes down. So it's, I'm more interested in what companies are doing for gay people from July through May, not necessarily in June. Right. Um, some other, uh, more, more granularly, some of the challenges I think that are emerging in the workplace are around language, right? Specifically what to say, what not to say, I think the so-called uh, cancel culture, I'll put that in air quotes. I, I like to call that really as accountability culture. Uh, it makes some companies and some people afraid to learn or engage because they're afraid of making mistakes. Right. And I get that, that's, that's, that makes sense. They're afraid of the unknown. And they they're don't, afraid they of don't the understand. unknown. Right. And they don't wanna offend you, right? Like they don't right. wanna say the wrong thing. But having said that, we will never progress if we don't you know, ask those tough questions exactly. and, and leave the opportunity to sometimes offend, right? I, I, I always like to do the oops, ouch method, right? So if I say something that after I said it, I know doesn't sound right, I'll say, oops, that was a mistake, right? I didn't mean to say that. Here's what yeah. I meant to say. Or, and, or if you hear something that I say that didn't land with you, right? Say, right. hey, Sammy, ouch, that, that felt a certain way because I'm a woman and you're a man and the way you said that, made me feel a certain way. That's, so that's think, such a great open approach, Sammy, because yeah. I think you, I think you, you're, you're right on it. Like it's about communication and accepting the fact that, you know, we're still every day we're learning as humans. It's a constant, uh, a constant learning environment. But I think what's, in, what is key here is the fact that there needs to be a sensitive approach 
to how we handle things and understand that, you know, as we learn, we might step on some toes, but we're, we're understanding that, you know what, I don't come from that environment. I'm not knowledgeable. I mean, even being a lesbian, I'm not as knowledgeable as some of these younger gays, if you will, or yeah. members of the LGBTQ, you know, community. I'm just not. Um, and I, and this, I came to realization with this, this, this year, this summer, like a couple of months ago, and you and I had this talk, like, what am I, what do I identify with? Like, what does that mean? And so I think it's, it's just so important to really kind of understand that, yes, we are approaching a new era. Yes. It's, if you want to call it an awakening and there's awakening of sensitivity and awakening of community, an awakening of just human rights and just being able to relate and or at least attempt to understand one another I think is key right yeah and you know it's interesting because you're saying like it's hard to identify I think even as a regular individual person you know I for me it's hard to identify I can't identify myself half the time I have Parkinson's I'm Indian I'm from Trinidad my back like what do I say how do I say things so and and I understand that difficulty and like you guys are saying the word that reflect that reflect the workplace culture how do we make that stick how do we make it an inclusive environment that the workplace understands that and that we feel valued and we feel belonged as an individual and as a culture. How is that happening together? How do we make that glue? Yeah, I think it goes back for me back to language again, like words matter, right? Right. Um, the, each company, I think we all the companies, no matter where you work for for-profit, not-for-profit, we all need to take a look at our recruiting strategies and start from even the applications. Are those inclusive, right? Does the does the job application use language that has gender coded terms or binary terms like just male and female? Um, it's important for me that all companies try to strive for this because it's not recognized as a necessity. It's just implied that most people or assumed that most people are just male or female, right? right? So um, a smaller, smaller way to do it, and it's really um, implicit, uh, almost subtle, and you, you might miss it. If you look at my Zoom, um, if you're watching this on, on YouTube or Zoom, you'll see that my name has my pronouns right after, right? It's subtle. But if a trans person were to join this conversation right now, they feel welcome to be themselves. Why? Because I'm announcing, right. I'm giving, I'm showing my pronouns and I'm welcoming you to share yours. This is a safe space. Right. So if in the workplace we do that too, that will invite employees who are just starting to feel comfortable enough to share their, their pronouns and their true identity. Right. And that should be done on Slack, any internal memos, in team meetings instead of saying, hey, ladies and gentlemen, say, hey, team, hey, folks, right? Because we don't know how people right. identify, you know, no, absolutely. all little things can make a big deal. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, and you know, this is what I want to know, is that maybe that training and implementation needs to begin at the corporate level, you know, because like you're saying, some people just don't know the proper way to handle situations because it's unknown to them. They don't understand the situation. So is there is there a way to help employers navigate that? Should they be implementing this, or are they already implementing this at the corporate level? I I don't know. I'm not knowledgeable enough about that to know if that's happening or should it be happening. Yeah, I, I think it's important um, for companies to do this. And I think some companies are better than others. I think, again, thinking about last year, it was a catalyst for a lot of things, right? For racial equality and for just uh, awareness of what, thing, of what things should be done. Um, but yeah, training is important, right? I feel like training is important, but it's not just like a one and done, right? It's not like we're going to have this training 
when you start with our company and then we're never going to talk about it again uh because that becomes like out of sight out of mind right um especially as turnover happens right so right. if you're going to do a training right it should be like an annual discrimination training an annual sexual yes. harassment training an actual inclusivity training right that way it keeps the top of mind reminds employees that this matters to the company right we're putting money behind our mouth and we're saying these are the areas where we need you to understand if you violate anyone racially, sexually, or because of their identity, it's it's as no no tolerance. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely go ahead, Bianca. You said something really key, inclusivity. Yeah. Let, let's let's just kind of develop, let's dive into that for a moment. Um, so me being I'm I'm just gonna be candid here. I'm 40, right? And uh -oh. I've been a professional, I know fabulous. I just called that. 40 and fabulous. I try to <laughs> tell myself that every morning. That's, that's what I do. I correct myself <laughs> every motto. morning doing, doing affirmations with my child. And we're like, we're gorgeous. We're beautiful. We're fabulous. I we're intelligent, right? We're, we're, we're going to empower the world. Right. And, and, and as a mom, my goal is to empower my child every single day so right. that when she reaches a certain age, she can do it herself and always maintain that, that level of focus and, and respect for herself. And as a, as a woman, as a lesbian, as a professional, I, I've been um, in my in my industry. I've been a professional now for oh god over twenty years, and I have to say, you know, we were talking about this for a few minutes. I went on a job interview yesterday, and um, I, I realized while I was going to the job interview that this is the first time that I've been in my own genuine skin, and what is the level of inclusivity that I will be accepted once I walk into those doors. How will I be looked? What is their frame of mindset when I walk in? And now that I'm 40 and when you're in your 40s, they say you reach a level of I don't give up, you know, <laughs> I am who so I am. True. And I have clearly reached that where I'm like, you know, if you can't accept me uh, as how I look or on one day I want to wear some makeup, which I do. And some days I just want to butch it up and that's mm -hmm. okay. I have never really felt so comfortable in my own skin as I do now. And so I think it's so important, like you said, Sammy, that companies do focus on the necessary trainings and do it more than once in a year and have special events and support all people, regardless of their skin, regardless of their sexuality, regardless of their religious beliefs, but support everyone. And so I think that that's so important that companies, now that we're in pride month, I'm sure let's talk about this. Like some companies just put up that flag for their logo and they're done with it. Right. They, they, I'm not going to name companies, but some companies, Hey, market in and make money for that month. And you see the shirts and you buy it. I can't say to me, it's so important to buy certain products from certain companies and certain industries that have been supporting whatever your belief is, whether it's um, black pride or it's gay pride, I want to buy from an organization or a company or support said organization or company financially when they've been supporting me, right? When they've been supporting our battle and our challenges and, and have a, a mutual understanding of that level of inclusivity that's important, so... Yeah, Bianca, you know, like I said before, like I'm more impressed with companies. What are they doing from July through May? I'm not impressed with what they do in June because they just assume they're going to show up for us in June. And you know what really signals to me when a company is ready to be an ally for the gay community? Will you be willing to separate yourself from clients that are anti-LGBTQ, oh, right? I can name of one organization that I constantly troll. I won't say it here. 
but it's a place where you can get fried chicken. Now, there's so many places in America to get fried chicken in a fast food kind of way. Um, so if I'm dealing with an organization that's, you know, their client is this major chicken distributor, I'll just say that, you know, when I have the choice to go somewhere else or another company that's not aligning itself with anti-LGBTQ legislation, right? Like they're literally taking the revenue from these sandwiches and creating bills that are currently in Congress to ban people from playing sports, right? Or to yeah. take away rights. Like yeah. a company needs to take a stance and say, we are intentionally choosing the right thing to do over our revenue. And that's not an easy thing to do, I but companies know. have done it. And I think it takes a lot of education and awareness, like doing what we're doing right now and putting the word out there and ha having communities and, and companies realize what's really happening behind the scenes and how they're affecting people. And Bianca, you brought up some really good points before about, you know, going into the workplace as a new person and trying to, you know, how that make you feel? I know for me, if I had to go for interviews now and I turned 42, feeling 40 and fabulous, just like you, you know, it's, it's definitely a different situation with, with me also because I feel a little intimidated walking into the workplace and maybe somebody recognizing me and saying oh what's wrong with her maybe does she have a disability does she has parkinson's or what's going on so it, it goes you know i think a lot of people have those fears walking into a new interview process and trying to be them and trying to develop who they are as a person and that's challenging enough without all these added um challenges on top of it so this conversation is you know so needed and i think that it's going to open up the eyes of a lot of people in the community and i i do think it's a much needed conversation that can progress and help hopefully keep progressing absolutely absolutely and and also one quick thing i'd like to add that it's not just up to like human resources to lead no, this sure. right because i think that's an assumption a lot of folks make um Leaders at all levels of all companies need to be trained on this first, and then it's their responsibility to push this forward down to the team level. Yeah. Right. And not everyone might like that. Some people may leave the company because they decide that's not the place for them. It's too progressive. Then they need to leave. Not all turnover yeah. is bad turnover. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's about working together as a community, finding the right solution, finding the right midway balance and making it work and making it all glued together. You know, we're all different in each and every unique way. And it has to come to a point of an acceptance. And it has to come to a point of unity and transformation. We all have to be the catalyst for change and support each other, no matter what it is that's happening. You know, there's so many challenges that are rising, so many different things, so many different aspects going on. And and we just all have to sort of glue it together and be the catalyst for change. And this conversation I know can go on and on because there's so much to talk about and there's so much progression that has to happen and so much change that has to take place. But you know, I, I do love the fact that we are having this conversation. I wanna know if you guys have any lasting thoughts for our community, for people that are listening out there. You know, you guys definitely are bringing so much wealth of value and knowledge to the table. And I appreciate that 100%. Okay, I'll go first. I just, <laughs> I just want to say lastly, th thank you again for having me. Um, I think it's a really important conversation. Yeah. And one final note for uh, any employers or companies that are listening, um, it's not enough to do, again, to just do policies and trainings. To maintain an inclusive environment, you have to consistently communicate and seek feedback from all employees, your black employees, your brown employees, your gay employees, your trans employees. That's the only way you understand what they need from you. 
right? And that makes them a better employee because that makes them more productive when they feel safe. Thank you for that, Sammy. Um, I, you know, I'm so happy to have you here as a guest and I look forward to having a couple of more of these conversations beyond June, beyond Pride Month, as I, I just, there's just a level of understanding and I wanna hear more from our community, right? Guys, once you see this, or you hear the blog, the podcast or the, or the video, please um, let us know what you wanna hear. Let us know what you wanna talk about. Share your, your experiences. Um, I'm still learning and it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what community you come from. I think it's so important that we touch upon our experiences and, and companies, if you hear us, like let's open up the dialogue and let's keep it flowing. And it's not just about LGBTQ. It's about just an individual uh, and, and a community and what type of environment you want to breathe and how do you want that to prosper and move forward. So thank you so much for, for joining us today, Sammy. I look forward to having a few more of these with you and uh, just thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Bianca, you. you said it. You said it too. I love the fact that, you know, companies that are listening, if you want to join us on this platform, you want to respond, you want to tell us your point of view. I mean, this is all an inclusive environment. We welcome everybody's opinions, expressions. We, we want to make it work. We want to find a way to find that balance. So yeah, Bianca, absolutely. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you, Samuel. I appreciate both of you being here today. You made this podcast so wonderful. Thank you to our listeners. It's Simply Real. If you have any follow-up questions, please let us know. But thank you all for joining us today. Thank you.